Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. I have a, um, a special presentation today. Uh, Lori Braybrock is going to talk about Idle No More. Um, I think most of you know the routine, uh, $11 for lunch, baskets on the table. One of the members of your table will count the proceeds to make sure they're in order. <clears throat> SACPA is a volunteer nonprofit organization relying on members' contributions and attendees to continue its work with a very good idea that an informed population makes the best decisions in a democracy. So we're very fortunate today to have Lori Braverock <coughs> come and talk about a movement which has uh, influenced a lot of Canadian society, um, Idle No More, it's called, uh, recognizing the uh, draconian measures in the omnibus bill passed by our Prime Minister's uh, government uh, inflicting... Uh, lack of protection on navigable waters, rivers, environment assessment, etc. So she's going to speak to some of that. Um, she's a Nitsitape woman here from uh, the Blood Tribe and is also connected to the Blackfeet Tribe in Montana. And uh, William Singer will introduce uh, us with a prayer in Nitsitape to start the session, so I would like to invite William and Laurie to come up here, and uh, we will uh, begin our program. It'll be about 30 minutes, then there'll be a break for lunch, and then there'll be a question period, as per the usual, usual configuration. Okay, itamiks konotoni. Itamato utapan nakistikoa. Utapisin. I just uh, wanted to thank all of you for coming to today's presentation. It's a beautiful day and it's good to see a good turnout for today's presentation. Uh, my name is William Singer. Um, my Indian name is uh, Apisumaka, which is a uh, running coyote. And um, running coyote is uh, a great great uncle of mine, one of the last few warriors in the, I guess you call them the Indian Wars, back about 150 years ago. But before uh, um, we, we start with the presentation, I'll start um, with a, a short prayer, and just to um, welcome everybody to the Blackfoot Territory, and uh, I'll say my, the prayer in um, my Blackfoot language. I need not to bad to be up. I a tamato tap and nox to go. Suka be a honisto tap and no achdochana bachne. Achsena eats in a good seosa. I go to the map here and honista eats a cup season of xachum. I am happy not to see. I go what's most the momoks a water piece in the knot to one nox to go. Do two achatis to a two seven hundred in stacks he boys been in a nox to go. 
So now uh, Lori will begin her presentation. Okay, everyone. Zanidapi. Uh, uh, I would just like to begin by telling you uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born and raised on Canada's largest First Nation uh, reservation, which is the, the Blood Reserve. But I also spent a part of my youth in Montana on the Blackfeet Reservation. Uh, so, I can just move this over. So, this is uh, actually the Blackfoot Confederacy and the, the territory. Uh, so, you can see... Uh, one, at one time, we had a very large range, and uh, the, the little brown patches in there are the actual reservations now of the, that make up the Blackfoot Confederacy. And uh, I grew up in what is known as the Bullhorn Cooley area of the Blood Reserve. Uh, this is my childhood home in the background there. Uh, so I grew up here, and at one time, this, this river that you see here, it, it, it was a large river that culminated into a lake uh, just around the bend there. But uh, basically, like the river is still here, as you can see, but the waters are mostly gone now. Uh, they no longer, it no longer supplies the life that it once did. Uh, there's no fish here anymore. Uh, everything is pretty much gone. Um, my family also did not escape the negative effects left behind, uh, behind by the government-imposed residential schools. My grandpa, my mom, my husband, and myself all attended residential school. In my case, though, uh, I didn't experience the heavy hand of the earlier religious regime, but this is the, the school that, uh, that it, it was basically a residence, and we, we would get on the bus and go to school in Cardston when I was there. Um, but the second window up there uh, above the, the white entrance there, that was actually my bedroom. Uh, so even though, uh, you know, this experience, I didn't really have the negative effects that, you know, uh, my elders, I guess, experienced, it still wasn't a pleasant one for me. Uh, it wasn't easy being away from my family at such a young age, but our living situation didn't allow any other solution. But thankfully for me, this was temporary. I learned early on that our lands and our waters uh, are everything to us. Our culture rec recognizes the living spirit, spirit of everything within our environments, including the waters, the, waters, the plants, and animals. Every aspect of our way of life are gifted to us by Mother Earth. Today, I feel this is all we have left. We are a strong nation, but so much has been ripped away from us violently at times, and we are still trying to recover. 
I've come to understand that a lot of the difficulties and challenges I and my family and many others have faced led directly back to the Canadian government's attempts to eliminate us altogether so they can have unlimited access to our lands and resources. I believe the word genocide is only appropriate when you learn the true Canadian history with the First Peoples of this country. These attacks upon First Nations never stopped. In fact, they, they, they carry on today. They just changed form and have become what we know today as the Harper government. <laughs> I believe the word genocide is only appropriate when you learn the true Canadian history with the First Peoples of this country. These attacks upon First Nations never stopped. I, I covered that, okay. Um, but with this Harper government, I take these threats posed by this government very personally. I see each piece of legislation regarding First Nations as a weapon devised to deal us the ultimate blow. Harper wants to wash this, this country's hands clean of us to erase a history of atrocities afflicted upon us, to erase our rights as the first peoples of these lands, to erase our treaties, to erase our reservations by poisoning them, and finally to erase us into assimilation. This is why I and my husband, along with many others, are working so hard within this movement. I feel we owe it to our elders and our ancestors who paid the ultimate price to protect what we hold most sacred. We still stand to lose so much more. And this is what leads me into what motivated me, which is the topic of fracking. It was my concerns regarding this dirty extraction process that motivated me into action when these leases were signed back in October 2010. Everything happened pretty fast for us even though the negotiations had taken over several months. The first lease agreement signed five days after the first community meeting was held on Wednesday, October 20th. I'd already seen Gasland, and now to date I think I've learned more about fracking than I ever cared to know. My biggest concerns have never been eased by anything that anyone has said from the industry or for the government, which are these guys here, Indian Oil, and Gas Canada, uh, the ERCB, Energy Resources Conservation Board, and these are the two oil companies that uh, we signed our leases with to, to frack our lands. Uh, you can see there, there's some cattle that are, you know, spend a lot of time around these wells. There's water right there. Um, and in that one particular one with Chief Mountain in the background, that's the one that's actually uh, very close to this, our... Uh, college, our high school, and our middle school. So for me, uh, with, these, with my concerns, uh, these, you know, with these oil and gas companies, they're drilling from a well pad up to a mile in every direction. Even though we may not see this, it is happening beneath the ground. The potential for them to drill across a property line is something I wouldn't imagine they concern themselves with. I should mention that this is not a current concern as I don't live within the drilling zone, but together with me and my husband, many of our family members do. Then there's the amount of water, excuse me here, that, that it requires to frack one well. 
millions of gallons, gallons of fresh water required to be mixed with toxic, toxic chemicals is unimaginable, but that's what it takes. I learned earlier this year that since the companies Bowood Energy and Murphy Oil are not using the water from the blood reserve to frack, they are actually purchasing most of it from the town of Cardston. This leads to yet another big problem that we are all learning about now, which is the privatization of water. Essentially turning it into a product to be bought, sold, and yes, even owned. A good example of this is the bottles of water you see here. Every time we buy bottled water instead of pouring it from our taps, we are buying into privatization. We must stop this and, and reaffirm our rights to access clean water because these beverage companies don't recognize this as a right at all. Then you add in the tremors, the odors from fumes, flaring, the emissions from large trucks, the unsightly view of the well pad itself, and the light and sound pollution. Then add on to that the cement casing that is there to protect us, which they speak of as if cement was crack resistant. Not to mention the potential for problems they don't tell you about, but in our case, they will provide us with a diagram to explain the emergency zones surrounding a well site and how far away from it you should be if something should go wrong. The setback distances are also a concern that I think everyone should be aware of and everyone should be concerned with because the 100-meter setback distances we have on, on the reserve actually originate from the ERCB or the Energy Resources Conservation Board. And this is actually from one of the handouts that the ERCB gave us. And you can see uh, on, on this one they don't actually talk about the water setbacks. But these are our setbacks here. And uh, this was a handout that was given out during the first community meeting. Uh, this little section here is very informative as it tells us the lifespan of a well is approximately seven years, which isn't very long when you consider the promise of jobs. The setback distances from water bodies is even closer. And that's, like I said, that's not covered in the ERC, ERCB diagram, and I'm not really sure why that is. But you can see that when they want to set up near a body of water, uh, they can actually move up as close to 50 meters. That's pretty close. Uh, I can also tell you that, uh, oh, and if you look closer here, you'll see where they talk about the uh, environmental auditing. Uh, our leases are signed uh, for five years, and that was they'll, they'll expire somewhere around 2015. And our, it tells us basically that the uh, environmental assessment will take place every five years. So I'm kind of <laughs> reading that and thinking, well, they're not going to actually do any kind of auditing until after they're gone and the companies are, are gone and the leases are expired. So this little section, I, you know, is a, is a favorite of mine in that, that whole, uh, their, their information to us. So I can also tell you that these companies are, what they're telling us is that our frack water, they're not taking it from the reserve and they're not disposing of it on our reserve. It's trucked away from the reserve approximately 27 kilometers away and sprayed onto, field, onto fields. They will not tell us exactly where, but that isn't very far. 
Uh, with southern Alberta being a largely a farming community, I think this is something that concerns all of us, especially when you think about this water cycle and the fact that we are all downstream from someone else. And you guys, the community of Lethbridge is directly downstream from the Blood Tribe. And if you want to see more, Google the Blood Reserve, look at the west side, and look at how many uh, oil pads we actually have on the, west, on the northern part of our reservation. So I'm not going to talk about this issue very much because I want to get into the idle no more portion, but I hope everyone here has at least some knowledge regarding the fracking process. Because I think I could stand up here for probably an hour on this topic alone. Even to tell you our entire story for the Blood Tribe would probably take about that long. But I'll do my best to answer questions you, have, you may have at the end here. Uh, the province announced that we are heading into a large-scale fracking period, so now is the time to become fracking experts. This is a map of the fracking um, within Alberta. And this comes from the Our Water, Our Future water conversations that the province held earlier this year. And this isn't even the large-scale fracking that they're talking about. So this is just what they have to date. And this is probably from earlier this year or even last year. Who knows? Um, so I'll end this, this section with these images here. On top, you'll see two of my uh, frack-fighting heroes, Gaslands, Josh Fox, and Burning Waters' uh, Fiona Lauritsen, who inspired me to carry on raising awareness about this issue. The bottom issue is our daily reminder of what we're fighting for, because this is basically our, our front yard. We know what we're fighting for, and all these risks for us are just too much. So with that, I'll move on to the Idle No More section of this presentation here, which I could also probably discuss at great length, but I'm going to try to do my best to get through a, as much of it as possible as quickly as I can here. Okay, so this is an image here that was, uh, along with everything else that we do, my husband is actually an artist. Uh, so William is an artist here. So he uh, created this image when we, you know, saw this. And one of the things we didn't want to have is to be uh, using somebody else's images and having them get upset because we don't have the rights to use them. So we just started creating our own. Um, so we have a lot of things that we've been creating on our own for, for the movement. Um, this image, I, I, like I said, it says a lot, and we usually use it to start our, our teachings. These, of course, are the four women who started it all, the founders of Idle No More, Sheila McLean, Nina Wilson, Sylvia McAdam, and Jessica Gordon. Uh, this is an image I'm, I'm sure most of you may be familiar with. I'm not sure how many of you know that this was actually taken at our very first rally in Standoff, Alberta, on December 10th, 2012. This date was, uh, it fell on the Human Rights Day and was the first day of action called by Idle No More. Uh, these are just some other images, and those are the flags that you see in the picture and everything. So this is when we uh, actually started out on our, our, our rally. 
this is where we had uh, some speakers and kind of did a portion of like a little bit of a teach in there. Uh, we then had, uh, so these, everything just started happening really fast. This was a rally that was put up by the uh, Native American Students Association of the University. And this was the Walk the Talk rally, and, and this was at Galt Gardens. Uh, this image here, our chief and council, uh, they, they just got elected in. I mean, literally, uh, when all the news came down uh, about Bill C-45, I don't know more, uh, these days of action, they'd only been in, they, they'd just been elected into their positions for like a week. So they, they came into a lot. So they held this, you know, just to talk about what they were going to, uh, how they were going to address these, uh, these concerns. This was a, a rally that we held in conjunction with the one that was actually happening on Parliament Hill that same day. Uh, but we wanted to support them. Um, even though we didn't make it to Ottawa, we used this day as uh, what we coined the term uh, peaceful awareness campaigns, where we would uh, set up on the highway. We weren't blocking it. We were allowing, we, we were redirecting traffic around through the reserve. And when the traffic would go through, we would give them uh, a flyer, give them some information, and, and educate them about why we were actually there that day. So this is uh, one of the flash mob round dances that were kind of popping up all over the place. And this is actually the second uh, round dance that we had at the Park Place Mall uh, on December 26th. The first one was actually held right after the rally that I just showed you the previous picture there. Then we went on to uh, when things were getting dire with uh, Teresa Spence and her hunger strike had gone on for as long as it did, you know, we, we thought we would get together and have a, a rally just to show her our support. And so we, we managed to throw this together and, like, uh, we planned it the one the night and we had it the next day. So this was, this was a fairly quickly planned one. That same day, we also headed to the uh, New, Year, New Year's uh, um, powwow that they had at the Gladstone Hall on the Blood Reserve. And we also used this as an opportunity to inform people and hand out information um, to our own members to just educate them about these bills. Um, Russ, Russell uh, Daibo. He's a policy advisor, and he's been giving us so much information about the issue regarding the termination of First Nations, um, and this is basically Harper's plan. Um, he likes to call, use the word assimilate, but uh, Russ here, he actually calls it what it is, and it's basically a termination of First Nations plan. Uh, this was another uh, peaceful awareness campaign and another day of action that was called by Idle No More. And they, they call these days to coincide with uh, certain events or certain dates that are significant. And so this was uh, our second day of action here that was actually called for on January 11th. On that same day, uh, this was a rally that we, uh, that the um, Sagukatuki Friendship Center had actually uh, organized, and we went there to support it after we left our own rally on the reserve, that we came to Lethbridge Galt Gardens, we had this. And we also did these uh, messages just to thank everyone for the support that we were getting globally. We also attended the Jim Hillier uh, pre-budgetary meetings. 
um, to ask him about these, you know, questions about these bills, about the Navigable Waters Act. But, of course, he kept directing everything back to, well, this is about the budget. <clears throat> so, um, and, and we really kind of shook him this day. I mean, he was, he was sh- literally shaking, trying to drink his water. And it was, it was, it was kind of funny. But um, we also attended the one that he had here in Lethbridge. And the Public Service Alliance, uh, all their members were there. And it was, it was, you know, it was really something to watch, you know, them put him, put him on the hot seat. Uh, we ended up having a discussion with him after. But, uh, and that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> so this was our very first teach-in that we held at, uh, in Standoff. And again, for our members, um, and this was on January 21st. So this is kind of, like I said, this is just how we start our, our, in, our information sessions. We had some, these Blackfoot warriors that were actually uh, doing some work up in Calgary, and they actually came down to do a rally here. And after we went to the Lethbridge pre-budget uh, forum with uh, Jim Hillier, we actually came right from that over to this. So you know, we, we really try to take advantage of any opportunity. And so this was a, a walk that they did from Galt Gardens all the way down to Indian Battle. And, you know, we had some discussions and, and just showed our, our support for them that day. And, of course, this is uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, he was actually here uh, on January 28th. And we were invited by uh, Leanne Sharpbads here, and she's with the Sagukatoki Friendship Society. So she actually invited us here today, and we just thought, you know, we're going to just, we didn't really know what his stance was with Idle No More, but we just thought we would at least persuade him to grab a photo with him. Um, for me, I'm still weighing my options for the next election. So even though he said he does support Idle No More and doesn't believe assimilation should be imposed on First Nations, I, I'm, I'm still undecided at this time. I, I still want to learn more about all the other parties. This whole thing has just been one big learning, uh, learning curve for us because, you know, Politics was not really something that I really focused any of my attention on prior to Idle No More, but it is now. Um, again, we did another teach-in with the uh, Friendship Society. Uh, this one we did a round dance just to try to get people involved, and we had some. We invited uh, members, uh, supporters, and allies to actually come this this day and, and speak uh, to the members there to just, you know show their support. We've done pretty much everything we can think of in regards to how to address these bills. We've, we've done this letter-writing campaign, and uh, it was uh, Karen Russell and her husband, Keith Chief Moon, there with a ribbon shirt um, that were really behind this campaign and, and the hard work that they did. Uh, I mean, every one of those letters they printed, they, all we had to do was sit there and sign them. They mailed them off. They, they did so much. And, and so we, it's good to have uh, members like this that are dedicated uh, Tantu Cardinal actually came, and uh, she, you know, heard what we were doing here, and uh, she'd actually been down south doing some talks about, you know, uh, she's she's an actress and she's an activist, and she's been vocal on many uh, um, topics that are, you know, um, in relation to First Nations. So she actually came to the Blood Reserve, and this is uh, at the Moses Lake community where she came to, you know, speak. 
She also stuck around to uh, do a teaching at the Kainai High School in Standoff. And this day we, we were also there um, and we gave a presentation as well. So like I said, we just looked for every opportunity. At this time, we also found that there were some uh, negative remarks or some negative comments that were made about I don't know more from one of the teachers here. We never found out who from the Glenwood School. So Tantu heard about this and she wanted to actually go to the school and, and talk to them about I don't know more, what it means to her, uh, what it means to us and, and why we're doing this. Because uh, we'd had so much negative press in the beginning, um, so many negative stories surrounding uh, I don't know more, and I think it was just a lot of misinformation that was out there. So this is a lot of what the teachings are actually about, and this is what uh, I was really thankful that she actually took the time out of her day to actually go to this school and talk to the teachers, and it, and it was quite positive. So I'm just going to try to move through these. This was our uh, our we didn't really agree with a Blackfoot naming ceremony for Jim Hillier, so we were here and we used this as another opportunity to inform people. Um, we've been talking to schools. This is the middle school. We did a presentation there when we were invited. Uh, we were invited to the community and unity at the University of Lethbridge, and we you know, set up information booths, so we really, we rarely say no. And, of course, Tom Flanagan. And I don't know how many people, I don't know what to say about <laughs> I think that says it all. But um, the only thing I would like to mention is that it wasn't, you know, when all the, you know, news and everything was going on about him, I don't know how many people know that there were actually our Idle No More members that had uncovered the, the statements that he, would, that he had made. And that was Levi Little Mustache and Arnold Arnell Tailfeathers that actually, you know, were behind this. So, um, again, good members. This was a challenging teaching for elementary school students, and this is probably the hardest uh, presentation I've had to do because I don't know if they understand treaties. I don't even know if they understand rights. So this was, uh, but it was a great opportunity, and, and I thank Dr. Seuss because the Lorax really assisted me this day. <laughs> Uh, again, another opportunity, we were invited by the Friendship Center to come down and talk to the liberal opposition leader, kind of voice our concerns, tell them our suggestions and whatnot. Uh, we've been to the university, and I think this day, actually, uh, Faye Morningbull was actually here at SACPOD doing a presentation that day, but we were here. We couldn't be here to see her, but we were at the university, um, again, multitasking. Uh, this is uh, our efforts to kind of connect with the youth, and this was a, uh, these are all native rappers that we really weren't aware of until we met them that day, but it was a good experience. Um, I've given a, I was invited to the Students uh, Association of the Mount Royal University, and I gave a, a talk here as well on March 12th. Uh, then we went and did our uh, Day to Eliminate Racism, March 21st. We did a walk through Cardston. Uh, this is uh, another teaching that we did. I'm sorry, that was Connie Simmons from the Old Man Watershed. Uh, this was our World Water Day. And uh, again, it was another event targeted at our youth. Uh, this is another event at our, for our youth, and this was an impromptu uh, presentation for the youth that were in attendance at this conference this day. 
Uh, we had the opportunity, and this is some of the perks that we get, uh, is to meet someone like Adam Beach. And actually, in the first words out of his mouth when he did his presentation were, I don't know more. So he, he got everybody going that day. And, and we don't, you know, the not-so-glamorous parts, uh, Earth Day, we did a community cleanup, and we want to keep being more involved in the community and showing what I don't know more is actually, you know, supporting. Uh, we wanted to focus more on uh, re reusing, reducing, recycling, and all of that because that's really what we should be moving towards. So we had this garage sale at the Friendship, Cent <clears throat> Friendship Center. We get all kinds of donations, and this is actually from uh, Shannon Little of the Public Service Alliance and her knitting uh, group of ladies. They made this for us for our own use, and we, we still have it. Uh, this is another teaching that we gave, and this is uh, Dr. Cheryl Curry, who actually talked about the um, racism issue here uh, in Canada, which was very, very interesting. Then we went; we were invited to the Central uh, Catholic Central High School powwow. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on. But basically, what I'm trying to get here is that. The question of the whole uh, session today is, you know, is I don't know more still active? And for us, we may not be in the news all the time. It may not be, you know, coverage all the time. But I hope that you can see from these images that we have been everything but, you know, inactive. And we've been very, very active. This was actually an issue um, in regards to fracking again for Chief Mountain. So, I mean, I, I could go on and on, and I'm, I'm actually getting close to the end here. So these are just um, our last days of action. Again, we, we were able to see Theo Fleury when he came for the Truth and Reconciliation. Michelle Thrush, who was also an actress and an activist as well. Um, and this was the culmination for Elsa Puktuk. And this is actually the quickest. Uh, we, we planned this in one day. We, planned, we sent out the notice at 1 o'clock, and we had the rally at 5 o'clock. So this was our fastest rally put together ever. Uh, again, there's some signs there for support. Uh, then we had the no drilling for Clue. Um, we've also, um, in an effort to be more community mind, uh, we did our this as a free pr promotion, but we also did our, our cleanup already, and the next day it snowed. <laughs> and then we've come to the, the end here, which is really when we were up in Calgary recently on November 1st for the uh, conservative convention. So we did a rally, and this is right across from the BMO Center. Um, this is the Public Service Alliance, uh, the rally that they held, uh, again, across from the Public Service Alliance. And he, you, here you can see Sheila McLean, one of the Idle No More um, founders. And uh, these are just some, some of the prom promotional items that we've made. And, uh, you know, we have them available if anyone's interested. We have some of them out there today. And now that I'm a member with the Old Man Watershed, I just wanted to encourage everyone to learn more about the, you know, wherever you live, you live in a watershed. This is our watershed, and I've provided some information out there. We have some upcoming events. Um, so basically, you know, just wanted to ask people to learn more about the Old Man Watershed. And if you want to know more, you can come and talk to me. And I just wanted to close with this here, which is just uh, some references for... You know, if you want to learn more information, again, we've got some more information out there. I've got some business cards available, so any questions or anything, you know, um, you know, I'd be happy to answer. So thank you.